Again, to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike. One co-host, also Mike, is here. And Mike, like a salt and pepper, kind of said once upon a time, let's talk about shortlist, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that we see from the academy. Wow! Thank you. I, I was gonna that. do a whole Scrooge <laughs> bit. Oh here. yeah! Uh, Merry Christmas! I, yeah, Merry <laughs> effing Christmas, everybody! Happy holidays! Yeah. I was gonna do a Scrooge bit, but that immediately cheered yeah. me up. Good. I'm glad. Salt and I'm Pepper glad. was like yeah. when I came online musically, and I was listening <laughs> to that. When I, re- I remember, I was like seven, eight, nine years old, and I had friends. What was who the loved song yeah. that you associate with them? Is it "What a Man"? What? A, no, not "What a Man." <laughs> <laughs> Although later on in life, I, I would enjoy that at parties, but that's that's a great job by you. Good God. Uh, so we started off well. Let's see how we finish. But Immediately downhill. Yeah, immediately. No, well, look, we got Oscar shortlists today, and there's mostly positive stories around these Oscar shortlists. I think we're going to deep dive into the, each of the categories, kind of talk about each of the movies, which is cool, something we always like to do. We'll also open up with tallies and kind of finish with some christmas movie watching options not necessarily christmas movies although i'm curious Mm. i am curious let's start off the show what is like your go-to christmas annual are you i mean because i feel like elf christmas vacation and and grinch they're available everywhere literally on every streaming surface surface or service Surface in the movies yep all the surfaces (laughs) it's everywhere everybody paid for the rights for those three movies what's your go-to uh, the uh, well, there's two. I, I I tell myself the only Christmas movie I watch every year is Christmas Vacation, and I do make sure to watch that every year. But I do also every year end up watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life on NBC. Do you on Christmas Eve? Yeah, you watch it with the commercials. Uh, <laughs> I I do. I actually it might be commercial free. I don't remember, but yes, I watch it on cable. That's good. All right. I, I actually, I've watched one Christmas movie already, and I haven't touched anything else, but I've rewatched Better Watch Out, the horror film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. I mean, it's again, it wasn't, it wasn't like the badass, rad Christmas movie I remembered necessarily, so I'm, I was a little bit weaseled okay. on it. I, I felt like, ah, the last time it was awesome, but it was still, it still got me in the end. I still loved it by the end. Were you feeling the Christmas spirit by the end of it? Of course okay. not, which is what I wanted. I didn't want to. Yeah, it's been, hum, humbug. It's, it's been a rough holiday season for both we Mike so far. <laughs> well, every every holiday season's a rough one for me anyway. Yeah, you you uh, you talk down on Christmas I'm a lot. Not a I fan mean, this of is like hun- yeah. yeah, no, the two of us in the pre-show today were just Scrooge talking to J- <laughs> the Jacob Marley while he's still. I told my friend this morning, I was like, I had three spirits visit me in the middle of the night last night, and they all left seeing things my way. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a good line. Thank you. That's a good line. All right. I'm glad you uh, shamelessly brought it back up. <laughs> Chalk quoted yourself material. to start yeah. the episode. My goodness. I like to wax poetic about my uh, my thoughts. All right. Let's get into this. We do have the Oscars shortlist to talk about, and that's obviously going to be the majority of this episode today, Michael. Yeah. So we're going to use the latest Best Picture rankings from the Feinberg forecast, uh, if I can speak to discuss how all of the major contenders did to open things up today. Like, out of the potential nominees they could have gotten based on some of the punditry, uh, you know, what did they get? And we're going to use Clayton Davis's shortlist predictions to kind of go through a lot of the snubs. So, uh, again, shout out to those two guys. There you go. Let's uh, get underway here. Oppenheimer landed three of a potential four shortlist uh, rankings, I guess, because they're not officially nominations. Obviously, these are what the nominations will come from later on when the Oscar nominations are announced. So Oppenheimer landed on the sound, the score, and the makeup and hairstyling shortlist. We told you you prior Clayton Davis had that scoop no VFX shortlist for Oppenheimer which was kind of the big story a few weeks ago uh, Barbie hit five of a potential seven shortlists it hit sound it had three of those songs on the uh, original song shortlist it gets score uh, it does not land in VFX it does not land in makeup and hairstyling which was probably the big headline yeah. coming out of the shortlist day uh, when those were announced a couple days ago yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon four of five shortlists makeup and hair score song sound no VFX for it Poor Things three of a potential four makeup and hair score VFX no sound for poor things and American fiction like we said is probably an above the line heavier uh, contender it lands the one of the only one potential shortlist it could have it does show up on original score moving on to number six on Feinberg's forecast there for best picture the holdovers really one for one I, I think makeup and hairstyling was something you and I talked about in our film study but I didn't see it anywhere in mm -hmm. the uh the pundit picks it certainly wasn't in contention really because Paul Clay Giamatti Davis. doesn't have that much hair to style I think yeah maybe maybe so neither do we <laughs> but uh Maestro uh Maestro went two of two uh, it got makeup and hairstyling and sound Maestro really couldn't do anything else I mean you would think maybe original score but it wasn't original music it was Bernstein's music or classical music being mm -hmm. used there uh Past Lives at number eight went one for two now, this was one of the bigger snubs, uh, I would say, or what people are talking about. Past Lives did not get original score. It did get an original song inclusion, but uh, not a great day for Past Lives. Mm -hmm. And Anatomy of a Fall really didn't have any possibilities after it you know, uh, famously got bumped from the international feature race in France. The taste of Things will show up later, but Anatomy of a Fall kind of zero for zero there. The Zone of Interest, three for three. It got a Best International Feature spot which we knew but it also got sound and score uh, for michael levy and mm -hmm. finally society of the snow you were tweeting about it it went four for a potential five international makeup and hairstyling score yes vfx no sound design for society of the snow so that's going to come up a lot today Let's wrap up and finish up the top 14. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it hits three for three. It shows up an original song, original score, and VFX, which is something you've been talking about all year long, Michael. Uh, Amen. May, May, December, no possibilities. Clayton Davis said that score was very unlikely anyway. Uh, so it shows up nowhere. And The Color Purple hits three of five. It like, can, lands two songs, though, for those three. Original score as well, no sound, and no makeup and hair for The Color Purple. So we're about to see the color purple in a few days. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not playing like a best picture, is it, mm -mm. A, as of now? I, nope. I, I mean, the way it's been nominated, even though it did a little better at Critics' Choice than at the Golden Globes, still, it's playing like a, it's playing like a song movie. 
You yeah. know, it's playing like a song, I maybe a performance. Yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly what it seems, and it's it's just it's weird. It's never really gotten any traction anywhere. Yeah, that one the Iron Claw are kind of like the all. We I talked about this like a year ago. These Christmas releases that are supposed to be these big Oscar players, they have not hit at the rate that the studios I think imagined they would for the last decade or so. We got to look at it because I, that's a study worth doing. I I remember a lot of the famous famous misses. However, something like American Fiction, which is going to go wide mid-January, or remember Phantom Thread back in the day. Phantom Thread was nominated nowhere, it seemed. Something happened with the screeners, perhaps, and then Phantom Thread showed up everywhere mm-hmm. uh, at, towards, the, towards the end of the guilds and into the Oscars. So this could go either way. I, I think The Father is kind of another famous example for a late breaker. Judas and the Black Messiah, who was kind of looming over the season and, and, and supporting actor, of course, but then it did much better down the card. I, I don't know, Mike. I think it's a this the late breaker dis, the study is something I would love to do on a website someday if we can actually build a website. <laughs> what's that? I don't know what that is. Anyway, but uh, what do you? Uh, what's what's the headline from you? Look, I think Spider-Verse and Society of the Snow and the Zone of Interest really helped themselves. Mm-hmm. Like those three uh to me were 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 very strong. I think with any of these huge contenders, you know, they go 3 of 4 or Barbie goes 5 of 7. I think that's too much to do about nothing there. I'm I'm not necessarily reading the mid mixed signals on Barbie. I mean, it doesn't have to get nominated for everything. Is it going to be the nomination leader on the day? Does it have to be to be what the contender we thought it was? I, there was an article. I think it was Variety yesterday that was talking about could it tie you know for most nominations of all time with 14. Yeah, it's done that yeah. at the Critics' Choice, and yeah. it's done that, you know, and it's been good at the Globes. But I never viewed it like that. I thought it was always going to be strong, and you know the 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 songs the certain crafts and hopefully above the line which was and also does it matter if it ends up winning best picture at the end of the day anyway which right. has a shot to do right now yeah, many, i wasn't how I many wasn't best out- picture my i'm sorry i'm stepping all over you yeah, how ahead. many best pictures how many best pictures were those 14 nom juggernauts i mean we right. saw it with the shape of water but i mean we we have been seeing lately it's the above the line players yeah with an editing nom kind of thing yeah yeah i also wasn't what i was gonna say is not i wasn't outrage like many people seem to be about the makeup and hair mess because to me the i mean the costume design is the tech that i think it like had to had to be in like right. you're you know no questions asked i mean weird barbie paints her face and then i, I thought they would still get in maybe as a coach sure I did, I did too i thought they would be there certainly a short list but I, I, well you know it's it's i'm not outraged by it's missing no me, neither am i anyway we could we could dive into that more thoroughly and as we go into each of the categories i figure we would start with international feature michael all right armenia's americasi uh americazzi I, I i'm not going to pronounce that right it's a prison drama it's currently available on vod uh we have bhutan's the monk and the gun it's a tiff and telluride hit from the director of lunana a yak in the classroom which is a title we've had much fun awesome with here movie, by the way that was an oh, awesome good. movie i'm really looking forward to the monk and the gun good uh, the, the Promised Land is something from Denmark we've talked about and previewed here. It's an 18th century warrior farmer story. It won three European film awards, and Mads Mikkelsen is the star of it. Yeah, yucky uh, trailer. I was very, <laughs> was very like cold, cold on the back of my neck. It made me, it made me scared. Uh, we have Finland's Fallen Leaves, which is I didn't know it was only 86 minutes, Michael. 
It's an 86-minute romance uh, that just got two Golden Globe noms, including Alma Poisty. Uh, Poisty's reaction video, by the way, is my favorite thing on the internet right now. What an adorable reaction to her Golden Globe nom. If you haven't seen it, go seek that out. But Fallen Leaves, currently in select theaters, and I may take a trip to see it soon. I, I know I told you to stay away from me. But uh, because I might be sick, you're gonna get everyone else sick. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, I, I really do want to go to like Pleasantville, New York. That's where I'll be as patient zero. In fact, no, <laughs> I, I want to see it. I really do. Uh, from France, we have the Taste of Things, another Globe-nominated romance, uh, but this one about the truest love, Michael, the truest Between love of all. You and food cooking and eating delicious food for two and a half hours oh my two god that's my hours. favorite movie it's my favorite uh the taste uh, there's a best list and then there's a my, also my favorite movie of the year list <laughs> and the taste of things is my favorite movie of the year uh comes to american theaters around valentine's day you know what my date will be michael germany's <laughs> the teacher's lounge another globe nomination here crossing over to the short list uh with with a celebrated lead act actress performance uh from leone banesh uh who plays a teacher investigating a major theft in her classroom i'm trying to think of the circumstances that would have to happen for me to actually see the taste of things <laughs> <laughs> look at do you do you watch food porn do you watch it no you don't watch like guy Fieri, just go you don't do it i i mean i yeah we i, I watch the food network it's it's on, but I don't like. Oh my god, I have to eat something now. I wish I was eating that. That rarely happens with me. Really, I'm a very impressionable person. Like yeah, just for example, last night, the only food they ate in the Iron Claw that was non-breakfast related, they had ridiculously huge breakfasts, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 bowl of eggs that they were eating, <laughs> the protein. Anyway, uh, the only food they ate was a burger, and I of course had to get a burger with my brother after the movie. Good. Had to. You are the consummate consumer. The uh, the advertisers have you right they where they want me. you when it comes to food. What were we uh, talking about? Where are we? Where am I right now? Keep going with the international features. From Iceland, we have Godland streaming on the Criterion Channel. It's about a missionary priest. Uh, we have Io Capitano, which we've talked about a bunch from Italy. Another Globe and European film nominee. It's a fairy tale about two boys from Senegal on an odyssey to Europe. Uh, and from Japan, we also have Perfect Days, the Cannes Best Actor winner starring Koji Yakusho. Perfect Days is currently in theaters from Nia. And director Wim Wenders of Paris, Texas is what he did previously. It's an epic saga. Uh, And the premise, of course, we've talked about multiple times, and it's great, and it's the perfect (laughs) premise. A janitor in Japan drives between jobs listening to rock music. And they played Perfect Day in the trailer, by the way. (laughs) We remember this? Yes. All right. We also have Mexico's Totem, which has been in the mix for awards since Berlin and has carried momentum to and through the Gotham Spirits and MBR. Uh, Totem is from auteur Lila Alviles, and its premise reads that that it's about a day in the life of a seven-year-old girl whose world quote is about to change dramatically while attending a family party 
That's Totem. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we have from Morocco, The Mother of All Lives, one of three documentaries shortlisted here in International Feature, and the only of those three that did not get the crossover spot in Documentary Feature. Interesting. Oddly enough. Uh, still, The Mother of All Lies has done well at Cannes, IDA, and the PGA Doc Awards. Uh, the film is about a Moroccan woman, quote, untangling a web of lies in her family history dating back to the bread riots of 1981. So a harrowing premise there, Michael. Uh, Finally, well, not finally, we got more to read, but the Society of the Snow. Uh, This is Spain's submission, and it made four of the five shortlists it was eligible for today. It's from Director of the Impossible and The Orphanage, as well as Jurassic World, one of those movies, as well as The Lord of the Rings TV series. Uh, my guy from back in my film school days, Juan Antonio Bayona, and he's made the $70 million Netflix survivor thriller about the harrowing true story of the Uruguayan rugby team whose flight crashed in the Andes in 1972. Also must be an avid user of Twitter because we don't follow him or we didn't follow him and he doesn't follow us. And I tweeted something about Society of the Snow a couple weeks ago and he liked it. So he must be on there just searching Society of the Snow and seeing what people are talking about. Good man. Well, yeah. I mean, you Google yourself every hour, don't That's you? That's true. That's me and there's a guy in a, a, a track runner in Ohio <laughs> share the same name. But... <laughs> That's funny. (laughs) Continuing on. uh, Four Daughters, we've talked about a bunch from Tunisia. Another doc feature shortlister as well. It's currently available on demand. It's been racking up awards from Cannes to Munich to the Gothams. It's an IFC doc about a family coping with the recent disappearance of two of their own. Uh, Ukraine's 20 Days in Maripol. It's the third doc feature crossover here. Uh, It's an intense chronicle about the war in Ukraine that premiered at Sundance and has since been nominated 33 times, including at NBR Gotham Critics' Choice PG and the Cinema Eye Honors. And finally, from the UK, Zone of Interest, perhaps the most nominated international feature on the season here, uh, maybe except for the the main nemesis of it and the one it keeps losing to, Anatomy of a Fall, but Zone of Interest is a three-time shortlister like we talked about at the top of the show. It's also a contender for director and adapted screenplay for Jonathan Glazer, as well as two acting categories for Hulaire and for Friedel and or Friedel. The Zone of Interest is the true story about the family life of a Nazi leader in Auschwitz during World War One and coming soon to or World War Two. Sorry, yeah. I thought it was World War Two, but I just read what's on the page. <laughs> <laughs> Something got deleted there. It might have been World War Two. Okay, Clayton Davis's snubs an international feature. Uh, Blaga's lessons from uh, Bulgaria was getting some buzz. Did not get in here. Do not expect too much from the end of the world from Romania from Radu Jude. Uh, not surprised. I'm <laughs> just look at me and Radu Jude have a uh, few because of mm-hmm. his last film um the jude feud bad luck banging or loony porn mm-hmm. because it was so loony <laughs> anyway the middle hour the, his last hour was great can i review bad luck banging or loony porn for the 15th time on the <laughs> I, I was gonna say i think you've done that a bunch already <laughs> poor guy i mean he's a really excellent filmmaker anyway goodbye julia from sudan i haven't heard much about that but clayton thought it was close uh the settlers from chile uh chile excuse me uh, and that i have heard quite a bit about i think that's coming out on movie eventually which i'm excited to watch and then about dry grass never stood a chance because people thought it was about dry glasses yeah well <laughs> we've been over this all right my about biggest snub cleaner yeah <laughs> my biggest snub was uh shida 
starring Zar Amir Ibrahimi. She's mm-hmm. stupendous in that. Unfortunate that that didn't get here. Otherwise, I was a little bit surprised not to see Smokes on a Sisterhood. We saw three docs get in, but the European Film Award documentary did not, and I, I thought that had some momentum. Uh, otherwise, this was more or less the the list that I expected, Michael. So, And this I mean, matters because you get to all of these. You are, between doc feature, maybe less so this year, but in previous years, and international feature, you really dive deep into those two categories and try to make sense of them for our listeners. There's a lot of uh, international features high up on my top 10 list this year and, and in my top 20. And yeah, I do. I've been really enjoying that because they play all the festivals typically. Right. And that's where these these movies get on people's radar at the Academy, because the Academy members go to the festivals, too. I think I still think I mean, this year I just be... view them from afar and judge their titles. You do judge their titles. Yeah. You're very judgmental about their titles. That's well, why I do not expect too much from the end of the world is my pick for best picture. OK, <laughs> OK. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting way to go here. Uh, the zone of interest in Society of the Snow. Do we both agree that these seem to be the top tier? I would I would guess at this moment. How angry is Zone of Interest? Yes, but how angry is Zone of Interest going to be that it loses all the time to Anatomy of a Fall and and finally gets free of Anatomy of a Fall? It has a category to itself at the Oscars, it seems, an international feature, and then Society of the Snow might upset it. Yeah, it's starting to look that way based yeah. on the shortlist uh, factor. Uh, well, we'll have to wait for the BAFTA long list. We'll see if it does mm-hmm. as well there. It's all quiet on the Western Front. There's no way it can, though, but anyway... Fallen Leaves, Io Capitano, those both got Globes and European Film Awards, The Taste of Things, and Perfect Days. They both have done fairly well from Cannes through the Critics' Choice Awards. You also have The Promised Land and The Teacher's Lounge that have won a variety of like performance or production values. I think Promised Land had three at uh, EFAs there. And then... Uh, I think there have been indie favorites with real momentum from Totem, which has done, uh, a, you know, well at the Gotham's or got nominated at the Gotham's and the Spirits, and then The Monk and the Gun, which I thought was uh, was getting a lot of good buzz from the film festivals Telluride and TIFF, uh, and then you have these three documentary features crossed over in international feature, and I think they're a different animal entirely. Three of the last four years, Michael, we've seen Flea, Collective, mm-hmm. and Honeyland get uh, double nominated in both doc and international features. So you cannot overlook 20 Days in Mariupol. You cannot overlook The Mother of All Lives or what was the last one there? Uh, four, four Daughters, excuse me. So you can't overlook them. This is something that's coincided with the Expanding Academy as well. So uh, that, And much like the same as international feature has been invading other categories, uh, not just with those the share between doc feature and animator, but like this is something that's happened as the academy has grown more diverse and more younger and undertaking those efforts. So that's kind of cool to say. I will say the mother of all lives probably less of a shot that it missed documentary yes, feature. Seems that way, but who knows? Anyway, we'll move on to makeup and hairstyling. Bo's afraid. Ferrari. Golda. Killers of the Flower Moon. The last voyage of the Demeter. Maestro, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. Muaz, baby. So it is surprising to see Barbie miss and the color purple miss because they are supposed serious Oscar contenders in the face of, you know, the last voyage of the Demeter. This How about year. Guardians this year. Guardians of the Galaxy with the most prosthetics ever. Yeah. Jazz Tanke was t- tweeting that out. Yeah. 200 and some odd, yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible that, that it missed. To see all those miss in the face of what did make it here, it's kind of surprising. Ferrari, I think you could add to that list, too, because Ferrari's had trouble gaining any kind of traction whatsoever on award season. So I understand the outrage. Uh, I, I just 
I, I again, I'm I'm okay with it. But Barbie is Clayton's uh, highest rated snub here. It ranked. Uh, it, it did not make the the short list as we said. The color purple as well. Guardians of the Galaxy three and Wonka is another one that uh, Clayton had pretty high that did not make the makeup and hairstyling shortlist. Evil Dead Rise. I know it wasn't going to show up today, but to me that had some great makeup and hair. Some yucky, but really fun and crazy uh, makeup and hairstyling. Priscilla, I thought had a shot here. I mean, the, sure. just the makeup alone, and, and obviously she's got every Priscilla wig yeah. going. Uh, the Elvis Presley hair was convincing. That was beautiful to look at. But it's wild It's wild to see the big VFX heavy films, the big budget films, get in. I just watched Golda, and she does look convincing. Helen Mirren. Good. That bodysuit was absolutely, absolutely lifelike. I was she very gonna make She's going to make Best Actress? She's going to miss Best Actress, Michael. I hate to break it to you, uh, well, but but she hope. she looked much better than the human male ball sack of uh, Maestro. <laughs> the end of Maestro is just absurd. It's just absurd. That I, I'm sorry, it doesn't hold up the to the light of day. Ball sack. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about Killers of the Flower Moon, and like I guess when you think of that movie, the first thing you think of is De Niro and Leo and all that, but I, it's an understandable shortlist contender here because of all the native uh, headwear and headdresses and hairstylings, yeah. I guess is the word I'm looking for there. So I, I'm happy to see that show up. Plus, Leo, Leo is unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Completely. I can't believe I, I didn't even know he was in the movie. <laughs> Oppenheimer may be the most questionable. They just basically put powder on... <laughs> Very, a very thin layer of makeup at the end of the movie, and that was another. Yeah, I did not like that at all. I did not like you gave Emily Blunt a turkey neck. Stop it. The Oppenheimer, if Oppenheimer gets nominated there, just stop it. Just, it's a show of strength if it gets nominated. Yeah, I would say. Um, poor things though should get nominated. Like poor things should get nominated, and uh, Gold really should get nominated. I don't know if it will, but. In, in lead actress, I agree. I'm glad we see eye to eye there. Uh, this is a callback to the, our way too early Oscar show where I predicted uh, Golda for lead actress, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll move on to original score. Uh, here's the list. American Fiction from Laura Cartman. Uh, American Symphony of John Baptiste. Barbie, Mark Ronson, Andrew Wyatt. Uh, the Boy and the Heron, Joe Hisashi. Saishi, I'm sorry. Uh, the Color Purple, Chris Bowers there. Elemental, Thomas Newman. The Holdovers, Mark Orton. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny makes it with John Williams. Killers of the Flower Moon makes it, Robbie Robertson. Uh, Oppenheimer, Ludwig Goranson makes it. Poor Things from Jerskin Fendricks, Mike's, also Mike's mortal enemy there, makes it. <laughs> Saltburn from Anthony Willis. Society of the Snow from Michael Giacchino. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for Daniel Pemberton. And The Zone of Interest, Michael Levi. Uh, that is your list there for original score. So, original score snubs via Clayton Davis. We had past lives, and I think a lot of people have been mm-hmm. talking about that. Origin, another score from Chris Bowers. He was listed previously uh, for the color purple, though, that got in. Uh, but Chris Bowers of Green Book fame could have had two here. Uh, we have The Peasants, which had a rough day. It did not show up did not show up an international feature or original score here. The Peasants out of Poland from the Loving Vincent animation team still has mm. a hope in animated feature. And I still think that at least that five spot, maybe the fourth and fifth spot, are open mm. in animated feature. Otherwise, Clayton listed alternates such as All of Us Strangers and Nyad from Alexandre Desplat, who's a former winner, that do not show up here. But, I mean, 
I had some snubs that I didn't expect. How to blow up a pipeline, the killer. Those were rad scores that I really enjoyed. Yeah. But you've, uh, you've really you've really held the uh, the flag for how to blow up a pipeline score all year long. Well, I got to give credit where credit's due. Eric Weber was all over it, and, okay. and, and he was absolutely right. I'm usually kind of score deaf my first watch, but that 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 score made the movie. It was almost like if you watched Halloween 1978 without the music. Mm. Like you, you would, it would it's a bunch of, you know, hippie freaks, just, just a weird guy in a mask tinkering around with, uh, <laughs> in the dirt with, uh, you know, some electronics, just a pervert watching people have sex. <laughs> right. I mean, but the music makes the movie, my goodness. Right. 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 Anyway, that's original score. Move on to original song. It never went away from American symphony. John Batiste, Dan Wilson, deal, dear alien who art in heaven. This was the little ditty they sang. You know, the, the kids sang in Asteroid City? We can't have that nominated. <laughs> Written by Wes Anderson and somebody else. Forgive me, I couldn't find the name. Anyway, all three Barbie songs are in. Dance the Night, I'm Just Ken, What Was I Made For, the last one from Billy Irish, the first one from Dua Lipa, Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt credited for two of the three. Keep It Moving from the color purple. Halle Bailey sings that song. Uh, Superpower from the cover pur- color purple as well is in here. The Fire Inside, man, from Flamin' Hot. Of course, this is the Diane Warren song. Will she get nominated <laughs> the 500th and 74th time in her career? I'm not a doctor, but I think those are the those are the numbers. Anyway, High Life and Meet Me in the Middle, both from Flora and Son, John Carney, Gary Clark, uh, credited at least for the first song. Can't Catch Me Now, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This was the Olivia Rodrigo song. We were talking about it in the Globes uh, yeah. nominees that, that that got snubbed there. Uh, Wazahazi, excuse me if I uh, mispronounced it, but a song for my people from Killers of the Flower Moon by the Osage Tribe. So that that's really cool yeah. uh, to see that. A Quiet Eyes from Past Lives, so it got the song, did not get the score. Road to Freedom from Rustin by Lenny Kravitz. That is a good song over the credits there. And then my favorite song on the on the year, well, i got to be honest with you, my second favorite song on the year you because I am a big fan. You Dua Lipa song. Yes, I'm a big fan of the Dua Lipa <laughs> song. But Am I Dreaming from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm excited that just one song got in from Spider-Verse yeah. because I want them to kind of I want them to uh, come ar- around to this one song and hopefully vote for it. I thought the music in that movie was stupendous, and uh, a ton of people credited, and it's and it's they deserve they deserve the love there. And to give Spider Verse a reason to contend for the best picture spot, still, like a lot of people think it should. Three for three today, baby! Yeah. It's got a yeah. shot. There you go. Um, so, I think you're right in that you can uh, you can only submit two from a single movie. Yes, I looked so that up. So th- if the three Barbie movies, if the three Barbie songs in the Barbie movie are top three, they just pick the, the top two vote-getters, and then number six on the list goes forward? Yeah, you can only, over the last ten years, that's been the rule. There's just two eligible songs for a nomination, as far as I know. Which I, is I a shame, because those are three of the best songs of the year. Right. We can't, I'm just Ken has to be there. I'm just Ken has to be there. Does what I mean after the SNL performance? Doesn't what was I made for have to be there? I've uh, Dua I think Lipa that's gonna get win. snubbed. I think that's I think what was I made for is gonna. I win. think Dua Lipa should win. I know you do. That's what <laughs> I believe. I think I'm not saying I think Billy Eilish should win. I'm just saying I think it will win. I don't disagree with you. Those are three great, you know, excellent songs. Yeah. I'm do. I'm just Ken is probably winning, right? Did you see his? Uh, well, he came out with a, a a new, I think, a whole new CD. 
but which is he hilarious. Put a movie, the, vi- a music video for I'm Just Ken. Did you watch that? Did you see it? I just no. I watched clips of it. Okay. I, I meant I meant to go back to it and watch that. It looks very funny. I'm convinced he did that as a cover for his inevitable Oscars performance. I'm I'm in. Because he's he's like playing the cool guy Ryan Gosling Ken version, as opposed to, I mean, it gives him a leeway and a bridge to kind of be Ryan Gosling on stage instead of having to go full Ken cosplay, which also would be great if he did. But he he can do no wrong with me yeah. right now. This he's guy, unreal. it's not fair. He's so talented. Anyway, Clayton Davis's snubs an original song, The Iron Claw, Origin, and the Super Marios each had a possibility. Obviously, Jack Black and Peaches was probably the... I, I'm not surprised by this. Are you surprised by this? It I'm looked not like surprised he made this by it, up but in I the mean, shower. Come on. come on. It would have been fun. He made it up in the shower whilst <laughs> nude and sang it for like an hour. He just stayed in there and steamed himself, right? Didn't well, he do that? We, we can't... I mean, come on. We can't... He's been everywhere. Don't you do that every other day? <laughs> Trolls band together, Justin Timberlake song that's not here. And Wish, this Wish from the Disney movie Wish did not get in. I'm not surprised that the music in that movie was very mediocre. And the music in Wonka was very mediocre, I thought. It wasn't, oh, wow. it wasn't great. I mean, it's fine. It's very pleasant. I'll review it later. A World of Your Own is probably the best song. But, yeah, it doesn't make sense to, to overcome any of those other ones that got nominated as far as I can tell. All right, that's original song for you. We can move on to sound, Michael. Barbie, the creator, Ferrari, the killer. Here's the killer. Nice. Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, The Zone of Interest are your 10. Surprised this isn't the VFX category with some of these names. Mm. Uh, Clayton Snubs for sound. The color purple misses here. Poor Things is probably the surprise to me. Maybe Society of the Snow, even though I haven't seen either of those, but Society of the Snow obviously involves a, a giant plane crash. So uh, right. a lot of harrowing sounds with that. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse misses from Clayton's list. You know well. what? I'm bragging about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and I did these tallies myself and selective memory slash whatever my favoritism of that film. I, it sh- I should have said three out of four because they're yeah, eligible wanna... here. You didn't want to acknowledge the one it missed, which is understandable. You just wanted to spread disinformation. I get it. I want to spread propaganda <laughs> about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, apparently. Giant no, I love that movie. It's, Kane uh, campaign posters unfurl behind you in the podium, yeah. How concerned are you for the color purple on this snub alone, though? Because we've seen a lot of musicals get sound design I don't think it's going to have... I don't think it's a... It's meant for many nominations. Just the the vibe I've gotten from it for every voting body we've come across so far, it's underperformed to me. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to see it for ourselves in a couple days. Uh, Visual effects, the creator, Godzilla minus one. Guardians of the uh, Galaxy, Volume 3. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Napoleon, Poor Things. Rebel Moon, Part 1. A Child of Fire. Society of the Snow. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Rebel Moon, Part One, A Child of Fire. I'm just so angry at that. You were one more subtitle away from it being truly ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to watch that ever? Absolutely not. Why would I watch that? I I may never watch it. And I love all things sci-fi. I'm a capital N nerd about science fiction. I see. I'm not at all. I'm I'm the antithesis. Science sci-fi has the highest mountain to climb with me. Really. 
in terms of getting my attention and keeping. What about bad sci-fi? Don't you haven't you watched like the Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, elf-eared movie? No, I mean I I watch clips and I know about it for oh, yeah. comedy's sake. <laughs> so you heckle from a distance and punch yeah. up yeah. on TikTok is what you do. That's right. <laughs> Just want to get things clear out in the open. A little surprised to see the creator land both sound and I mean that's kind of like the sci-fi entry. I would think it gets it gets sound, it gets visual effects. The process that the creator did in terms of film is going to be it, it probably deserves like an innovation Oscar, like a special yeah. Oscar for what it did. It, it's amazing that they without green screen they shot everything on location and they figured out how to do it on that budget. And, and See, put in the VFX later. I know when we previewed that preview or reviewed that preview uh, that I was like, I'll never watch that movie. But seeing it show up here, I'm more inclined to watch that. Certainly more inclined to watch that than I am, you know, a child of fire, a man on fire, his mother is water. Part three. I'm mixed on the creator. It was okay. Okay. Um it's on no, Hulu I'm out now. Then. Screw it. I'm done. Yeah, it's, it's, on, it. it's on Hulu now. <laughs> At its moment. <laughs> Godzilla minus one. I would say watch that movie before you watch the creator. But Guardians My cousin of the was Galaxy. talking glowingly about it last night. He's a big fan of Godzilla minus one. I'm glad to see Guardians here. I'm glad sure. not to see the Transformers, Wonka, Ant-Man, Aquaman. Barbie could have gone either way, but those were kind of goofy effects. I could see that. The boys in the boat. Come on, what, why, why was it even shortlisted? I would rather pour the Guinness and watch the Guinness in a close-up, like Christopher Nolan did in Oppenheimer. Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a little surprised. That was very good visual. Sure, effects. I could have seen that. Um, it feels like it's more of a split than usual. Like we we talk all the time about how this branch likes to lean practical, hmm. but creator Godzilla Guardians. Why was Killers of the Jones. Flower Moon? Killers of the Flower Moon. Why was that even in the twenty? That didn't make any sense to me. There was no visual effects in that movie that I could see. Or it was maybe maybe that's why. Well, because they were I mean, all you, they were all effects. Did you know that that was Leonardo DiCaprio in the lead? Did you? Could <laughs> you right. see that? I stand corrected. Him? Fine. Anyway, <laughs> Napoleon's effects are awesome. Mission Impossible's were awesome. Guardians of the Galaxies were awesome. And then the creator, I can't see that missing. Like this is a battle right now in visual VFX. Happy this to see Society of the Snow show up here. Yeah, we haven't seen that movie yeah. yet, so we'll, no. we'll have to wait and I'm very and judge. I've, I've been very hyped for that in this the shortlist, especially something like VFX. Um, again, if you're centering that that whole movie around a plane crash and people needing to survive in, in a blit, like I'm, my my hopes like, could not be higher. Do you like those types of stories, the man versus nature stories? Is that a big thing with you? Not usually, but the fact that this is a real one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that actually, again, you know, movies aren't historical documents. I understand that. And all, but, like, the fact that this is this is something that actually happened is is kind of, like, a, a bigger deal to me, I guess. Because, like, when you say man versus nature, I think of, like, Liam Neeson fighting the werewolf. Yeah. I'm like, eh. Well, not, not the werewolf. They fought actually the, Not the werewolf. The I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> Although Liam Neeson fighting a werewolf. He's that's probably, how you make money. <laughs> he's probably fought some werewolves. Yeah. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the werewolf. Wolves don't exist in my mind, you see. It's it's only <laughs> My only quabble would be Dungeons and Dragons, maybe over Rebel Moon, because screw that movie, but yeah. all right. anyway. 
there you go. We could uh, move on to documentary feature. The other specialty of also Mike here, uh, 20 Days in Maripol. Uh, it's a boots on the ground POV on the Ukraine war. That's here. It's one of the most awarded docs of 2023. Has a chance in both international and documentary feature categories. American Symphony, we've talked about and reviewed. It's about the Grammy and Oscar winning John Batiste. It's on Netflix. No surprise. Nominated at PGA and Cinema Eye. Uh, that has a lot of momentum behind it. Apollonia, Apollonia. It's a boyhood type multi-year chronicle of a young artist. Its resume includes Gotham and EFA noms. It also has a win at Cinema Eye. Beyond Utopia makes the list. The Sundance winner about refugees escaping North Korea. Uh, Bob, Bobby Wine? Bobby Wine? The People's yeah. President. Yeah. Uh, it's about pop star turned politician in Uganda. Don't worry, we're probably a couple years away from that happening in America. Mm-hmm. Desperate Souls, Dark City, and The Legend of Midnight Cowboy. I'm sorry. This is my new frontrunner for Best Picture. Great title. <laughs> it's about the making of the Best Picture winning film, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, I will watch this movie. I may even watch this movie tonight because it's available on VOD for only like 5 or $4. I forget what it was. So I'm curious to watch this one. But this is so documentary feature, isn't it? Because nobody's heard of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's two movies on this list that nobody's heard of that haven't been getting nominated anywhere. But it's so Hollywood, it's so Oscars, and I love it because this means all the people who love movies about making movies they voted for this one. So yeah, good point. Hell yeah, point. Uh, we'll continue the list. The Eternal Memory that was one of my best films I saw at Sundance, uh, though certainly an emotional watch regarding Alzheimer's. Still very romantic. Four Daughters uh, that doubles up its shortlist here as well with international feature and although it cleared the hurdle for eligibility here in documentary employing lots of reenactments, I still wonder what this branch of purists <laughs> are going to do with Four Daughters. Uh, and I, I got to watch that movie. That's another like, mm-hmm. you know, VOD weekend watch here. Uh, we also have Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni Project, another doc I reviewed highly from Sundance that's heading to Max. Great editing from Going to Mars as well. Uh, Stamp from the Beginning, that is an impressive documentary on Netflix right now. The brilliant talking heads, the beautiful animation, obviously the serious subject matter about systemic racism. Making that an educational and entertaining movie, my God, or just a triumph in its own right. Uh, but yeah, this should be shown in schools everywhere. I believe that was my review. I don't know if I ever got to that review we've had like an ongoing list sometimes and i never know what we actually say yeah uh doc feature as it usually is no shortage of uh, serious subject matter this year is no different in the rear view that also got in it's about refugees of the war in ukraine has quietly built a strong film festival awards resume still a michael j fox movie it it, it avoids the snub of the critics choice doc award curse at least (laughs) thus far it, it mm-hmm. remains to be seen if it'll make the nomination, but uh, it overcame the Emmy nom stigma as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a still small voice is about a hospital chaplain on a year-long residency. It's also made the uh, quite the award season comeback since Sundance with recent noms at NBR and the Cinema Eye Honors. 32 Sounds is here. We've seen some recent momentum on this deep dive into the world of sound uh, itself uh, that uh, hopefully is going to explain to all of us the difference between sound mixing and sound editing <laughs> once and for all. We haven't watched that yet, but I think I will. And it got recent momentum at NBR, and I've been seeing this a lot, the Cinema Eye Honors. Maybe that's the new documentary show to watch there you go. Uh, in terms of uh, you know what movies translate. And Making look. sense of this, yeah. We got to talk about To Kill a Tiger, because this was the other movie that kind of showed up out of nowhere. Uh, But you actually look at its resume, and it's done incredibly well 
on the film festival circuit. But this has simultaneously to kill a tiger, one of the most enraging and heroic premises ever. And obviously this is a true story. Uh, It's about sex crimes in India and this one particular crime that had parents questing to get justice for their young daughter, despite the fact that their community leaders wanted to marry her off to one of her attackers as was a custom in in the village so i wanted to fight everyone as i was reading this long premise on imdb however reading the last few paragraphs it seems like it's going to be a very uplifting fight the system documentary and and one that's good for the heart and good for the soul and yeah it's it is on a much lighter note really great to see that this has won people over on a, in a very grassroots way to kill a tiger basically on film festival performance and in particular it won one of the most recent film festivals at palm springs so it's got late breaker momentum here yeah, too. it could be one of those late breakers that makes some noise my god what a mm-hmm. what contents of that film good lord like i said doc feature always some harrowing subject matter there uh clayton snubs and documentary feature read as such anselm uh the little richard i am everything doc kokomo city which was also very high on the fine book forecast all year those miss as long as well as i should say the mission the mother of all lies somehow gotten the international feature shortlist instead of the doc feature shortlist and smoke sauna sisterhood uh won the european film awards but misses the, misses the shortlist here i cannot speak it's all right. Uh, no, you're, you're doing fine. Uh, the Deepest Breath was probably my biggest snub, but I I don't know if I expected all my favorite sports documentaries to get in here. That's not typically what happens, but it was a great year for sports docs. Stephen Curry underrated, which I believe is Emmy-nommed or is heading that way. Uh, it Ain't Over, the Yogi Berra movie, The Saint of Second Chances, which is on Netflix, BS High, which we both loved on max black ice which is on hulu uh plus some really good bio documentaries uh maxine's baby the tyler Perry story sly about sylvester mm. stallone and i know you're a little less high on this than me but i, I really liked albert brooks defending my life mm-hmm. i wasn't familiar with his story so those are really good but yeah i didn't, I didn't really expect these to be in here but uh didn't definitely wanted to shout them out uh, we continue talking about documentaries, but this is the Documentary Short Subject Academy short list. It reads, as such, the ABCs of book banning. That's on Paramount+. Plus. It's a 27-minute uh, runtime right now. The Barber of Little Rock, Bear, Between Earth and Sky, Black Girls Play, The Story of Hand Games, Camp Courage, you can find that on Netflix, and Deciding Vote. Yeah, I watched Deciding Vote on uh, YouTube, actually, and it was excellent. Excellent, and if you're a big... I mean, it's timely, obviously, talking about Roe v. Wade, but it's also uh, it's also awesome if you're, like, big into New York politics or mm. certainly that history. How We Get Free, which is available on Max. Uh, I haven't watched that yet, but I would like to. If Dreams Were Lightning, uh, Rural Healthcare Crisis being the subtitle there. We have Island In Between, and another movie I watched on YouTube, but I really didn't pay attention. I'm not going to lie. The Last Repair Shop, which is also available on Paramount Plus, so I'll have to rewatch that one. And another Paramount Plus uh, d- documentary short, Last Song from Kabul. Uh, and then we have Nine Eye and Waipo, Oasis, and Wings of Dust. I do want to shout out American Santa as a snub here. I watched that on the recommendation of Scott Yeager and uh, the other the other day. And 23 minutes about uh, black Santa Clauses and white area malls that uh, just really shows we got two Americas right now. But good God, that was a really good <laughs> documentary. Uh, and then, um, 
yeah, I think we can move on to animated short subject. And I watched none of these, but I, you know, I, I always look forward to this section quite a bit, Michael. Yeah, I try to. I, I usually get around to. It's not, it didn't last year, but usually get around to them when they're nominated, at least. But yeah, I have not seen any of these uh, either. But we have Boom, which is six minutes on YouTube right now. Eva, uh, Humo or Humo, parentheses, Smoke. I'm Hip, the story of Mike One. A kind <laughs> of testament. Core uh, <laughs> Quarter, Dog Apartment. I'm in. Letter to a Pig, my new favorite front runner for Best Picture. 95 Senses, <laughs> Once Upon a Studio, that's available on Disney Plus. Our Uniform. Pachyderm, which is on YouTube, it's 11 minutes long. Pete, also on YouTube, 7 minutes long. 27, War is Over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko, and Wild Summon. All right, if you have to guess right now, what's winning best animated short subject? War is over, Yoko, John and Yoko, most recognizable? Once Upon a Studio. Really? I'm guessing that's about Disney. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, live action short subject. I did watch a couple of these. The After, which is David Oyelowo, heartbreaking on Netflix, 18 minutes. The Anne Frank Gift Shop, an avoc- avocado pit. Uh, Bienvenidos. A uh, uh, Los Angeles. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. Ah, Los Angeles. Yeah. As Thank opposed you. to Bienvenidos a Miami. Oh, good. Yeah, see. Dead cat. A, yeah. ah. Why did I say dead cat afterwards? It's the next title. Dead cat. Good <laughs> boy. Invisible. Tough transition there. <laughs> Invisible border. Night of fortune. The one man. The one note man. Red, white, and blue. And then I watched The Shepherd, which has John Travolta on Disney Plus at the. <laughs> At the behest of my mother, and uh, she loved it. She's like, she discovered it, and she was very excited about it. And I did watch it. It was very cute, uh, World War II, post-World War II film. Uh, and, uh, yes, very cute on Disney+, Plus about flying planes. Really good production values for that budget, I'm sure. Yeah. I loved Strange Way of Life uh, from Almodovar, starring Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke. I loved the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, as well as all of those Wes Anderson Short films on Netflix uh, from Ronald Dowell. Uh, there are all those stories. And then Yellow is the last nominee for live action. There you go. Those are your Academy shortlists. And those are what we will be choosing the nominees of those categories from as Oscar nomination day uh, approaches rapidly. I mean, we, yeah. we're in full sprint mode once the uh, once we get past the new year. It's it's Golden Globes time, and we're off and running for the major precursors with the Academy noms following. I think the week after that, after the Globes. So, yeah. uh, no time to waste. This is this is the true Oscar sprint as it is every year. It is a sprint, and it's a long sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're both getting sick, so it's not a good. We're Perfect not. We're time. not ready for it. We're not ready for it. All right, we'll do a make the case what we're watching segment here to finish up. I've kind of referenced the Iron Claw a few times. I know you're really curious to see this one. We'll yes. probably do another segment on this after you do. But I don't think it's a film study from us because I don't want to wallow in the sadness because this is. <laughs> I mean, the Iron Claw is as enjoyable a first half as the second half is sad. Just soul-crushingly sad. And yet, there is there is heartwarming uh, moments to, to, to leave us off. So it isn't totally just an absolute crusher. But we knew this going in, right? I mean, yeah. we knew this was going to be a quote-unquote Brian Song type of male weepy, which I heard from the B.O. Boys podcast. Shout out to those guys. Somebody uh, retweeted that somebody had a letterbox that the Iron Claw was uh, uh, Little Women for Dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, little, no, Little Women, that's funny for some reason, but Little Women wasn't this sad. 
Oh, it was pretty sad. It was pretty sad. <laughs> a little sad. Anyway, I can't remember. I looked through all my lists. I can't remember a male weepy hit. Like, what? I don't want to spoil anything, but Brian's song was the, like the obvious example there. Yeah. I mean, you know, best there's been best picture movies that have been sad, that have been male skewing like a million dollar baby that are sad. I don't think that's a spoiler, but like I'm yeah. trying to think, what was the last like? No, that's and, a good and those point. guys were conversating; they couldn't think of it either. The oh, the wrestler, kinda. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go into all the movies that we could like retrospect but did we know that going in i don't remember i can't no, remember at all. probably no probably not yeah probably you're not. just spoiling you're yeah. just going to spoil 10 movies if we keep yeah, going with probably this probably what will happen yeah. segment but if you uh, haven't seen the wrestler by now that's on you not me and if you haven't seen wrestling movies and uh you don't want to <laughs> watch follow movies, wrestling <laughs> <laughs> anyway they the rest these wrestling movies are all brutally sad why yeah, well uh, it's a sad profession <laughs> what is this water around my eyes bro <laughs> What is happening to me right now, bro? It's dusty. Just dusty. Zach Efron, stupendous. Uh, banging on the Oscars door with his last few performances. Obviously, the uh, he played some serial murderer. Yeah, it was Ted Bundy. On, on Netflix. It was yeah. disgusting, but it was it was good. Good movie, good performance. I don't know if it was a good movie. It was a good performance. Anyway, Shockingly Murphy. vile, wickedly evil. It was a long title. Murphy and Cooper are the leaders and lead actor. DiCaprio, Giamatti, Wright, Domingo, Scott, in some order, that's the next tier. Is Efron breaking into that tier? I don't feel like he is. He's got to get something soon if he's yeah. going to. doesn't feel that way, but I would like to see it, certainly. Because I think Andrew Scott's going to surprise at BAFTA. I think all of us strangers is going to surprise at BAFTA based on what I'm hearing on other podcasts. But uh, I don't know. B plus all day though. Iron Claw. Go see it, but just be ready. Be ready for what you're you're gonna get. <laughs> just be ready. <laughs> the boys in the boat. Uh, I saw this a few weeks ago, and honestly, I like forgot it the next day. I forgot <laughs> it almost immediately. This is George Clooney. This is a World War II story. One of the greatest sports books ever. The boys in the boat. Recommended huh. to me by my father. I read that thing so fast I couldn't put it down. Great coaching book, great athletics book, just excellent. And George Clooney made this mediocre movie out of it. So it's just like, <laughs> I mean, he's trying. He's trying to muscle direct all these race scenes. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, Fincher kind of did it with the silent, you know, flight of the bumblebee in the social network. But that's all mm-hmm. I really want to see, a crew race scene. <laughs> you know, I don't really want to watch. I don't want to be stuck in that kind of. You don't want you know, a movie about world. crew. No, I don't. And, and the, mm-hmm. all of the most interesting storylines from the book. I remember the quote unquote coxman there. They sit at the front of the boat and they're, they're like the coaches on the mm-hmm. on the water there. Yeah. Those had the best stories. And here it wasn't that interesting. I was like, I, I couldn't I couldn't fall in love with the characters the same way I did in the book. And well, it just you heard it here up. first, everyone. Also, Mike was rooting for the Nazis in the Olympics. No, The Boys of the Boat <laughs> is just a cliched and predictable film. And it's it leans into all of the worst cliches of the genre. So why am I bothering with it? Anyway, I also saw Anyone But You last week with my brother. The comedy works really well. This is, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sidney Sweeney and what's his name? Glenn please? Powell. Glenn Powell. Sydney Sweetie and Glenn Powell, two hot. most gorgeous per- people too on earth. Hot. And yeah. Jesus, the whole cast is so beautiful. Good God <laughs> Almighty! Just been an orgy. 
I just get so mad at myself for not going to the gym lately when I watch this movie. That's what I, I'm just pure jealousy. But like the eye candy, if you give me a quip here, the eye candy is so rich that I feel like I have diabetes now, Michael. Like, but it's not just that. It's like Sydney, Australia, Sydney Sweeney, Sydney, Australia, every single cast member just looking their absolute best. Like the mothers in law. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm going to get myself in trouble if I keep talking. That's what I'm, that's what's gonna happen. I'm not and gonna save you. <laughs> every single one of you out there is lying to yourself, and you are lying to your family, and you are lying on TikTok. If you think <laughs> for one second you are not clicking play on anyone but you at some point over the next few years, it's gonna be on Netflix. It's a Sony movie. You're all lying. Every single one of you is gonna c- click play on this movie. So shut up and stop it. It, it does <laughs> seem like a simple formula beautiful people yeah. being kind of funny and corny and 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 it's a decent rom-com it's not terrible it's like a b minus grade for me i thought it started out really promising like forgetting sarah marshall or palm springs mm-hmm. and then it kind of got bogged down in much ado about nothing and i remember the night before i went to see it i watched 10 things i hate about you again because i wanted to watch like all right how are they going to adapt to shakespeare i was a big shakespeare right. Shakespearean student back in, in college and yeah i thought they they had a shot they were going in the right direction and then it was just this cock of shit romance mike so dumb <laughs> so stop it i mean just stop it so it's like this movie overcame all that bs to where i still liked it mm-hmm. and, and it was packed the the screening i had packed everybody was there well that's that's good news and i i i, I imagine it's it's Gonna do well if not in in, uh, in theaters, then on streaming. Certainly for those reasons. I mean, this seems like an easy Netflix player. Oh, it's gonna do gangbusters on Netflix. Anyone but you, probably like No Hard Feelings did, right. for similar reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> why are we? But why is anybody mad about this? Anyone but you? Okay. Wonka. <laughs> Wonka was better than I expected. Like th- these characters are very adorable. And a lot of, I, I probably should have known, like Olivia Coleman and Carson from Downton Abbey are in this. They're my favorites. And they're very cute in this movie. And a lot of the, the side characters, like Keegan Michael Key, are very funny. Timothy Chalamet does a fine job, though. Him as Wonka is probably like the worst performance in the movie, which is not wow, great. Okay. <laughs> Didn't expect great. that. No, no, he's okay. He's he's not bad. He's just, you you needed like, you needed like Hugh Jackman. You needed a guy with real pipes, I think, for this. So movie. he and for just the singing, or yeah, he doesn't have. I mean, he's fine. He's okay. Okay, and he and he holds up. He holds his. But it, the next movie should not be a musical, I would say, or they should give the big scenes to Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key's on Schmegadoon, belting yeah. it out, just the right. song and dance man. Why does he not get ten songs in this movie? Anyway, Hugh Grant, very funny. Uh, the music is lovely to listen to. It's pleasant, but it's just not The Greatest Showman. It's not Encanto. There's no Lin-Manuel Miranda or Zendaya. Or... Well, those are also Oscar-nominated fair, and Wonka was probably right. never going to be that. It's not. However, Paul King, he's three for three in my book now. Paddington movies are good. Wonka is good. I enjoyed the story. I ate some chocolate. I watched a movie with my family. What's wrong with that? I mean... I think kids will like it even more too with Wonka. So yeah, it's perfect, especially for the holiday. It was funny watching uh, 
Hugh Grant interview when he was like, I try to bring misery to every set I go to. I like, I'm at the point in my career where I like to bring people down. And he goes, and it was just impossible on this set because Paul King is actually Paddington. He's just is so he charming. Really? I, I love to hear that. No, it was a very cute movie. Very cute, Wonka. Uh, I also just wanted to really quick, I, w- I got movie again and I watched The Unknown Country and I'm just, I'm in love with uh, Lily Gladstone. Now. Okay. I mean, it's a problem. But is it worthy of that award or was that a that was still that was still yeah. a coattails for killers okay. of the flower movie even though she's very good in the movie okay. very good very realistic obviously she's working with a bunch of non-actors throughout the film and she's just driving around the country she literally drove around the country with the filmmaker oh wow to shoot it and she's at, oh my god i love her. she just got cast in something in some other big biopic of some uh singer good. from from it she i mean there's this is this story of hers is going to be a movie in and of itself someday because she went from signing up for classes, not knowing what she was going to do with her career, to she's never going to have to worry about another role ever again. Yeah, and Fancy Dance still doesn't have a distributor, or last I looked. So people should get on that. That yeah. was at Sundance. That was pretty good, too. Other People's Children. And, and look, I've been in love with Virginia Fira for years, maybe decades. Uh, she was in Betadetta. Betadetta? Does that sound right? Not at all, but I can't correct you. Ben, the, the, Benedetta? The, the nun movie, the the sexy nun movie. Oh, 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 oh. Wasn't that Benedetta? Um, uh, maybe. Keep going. Matterhorn? Matterhorn? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just glad I went back to movie. There's a couple other movies I wanted to watch. I'll go on, on there. Pornhub and find it. Hang Porn. on. <laughs> <laughs> other People's Children. Excellent movie. B80. Benedetta, I think yeah, I you're right, you're right. Benedetta. Benedetta. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God I had that right. <laughs> what a way show, to end. Man. What That's a way to show. end. <laughs> you come for the salt and pepper, you stay for the Pornhub. In the middle, we'll talk about Oscars some. Oh, my God. Uh, that is... Your short list recap, as well as some uh, <laughs> holiday reviews that you can, uh, if you're going to be stuck in with your family, maybe you go out for a couple hours to the movies, see something fun. It's nice that, uh, so Wonka is a family movie. You give it the approval to go see it with your family. Yeah, it's like a B minus. You know, right. don't expect great, but it's it's good. It's fine. If you had to see one of these with your family, which would you recommend most? Oh. Uh, I would not go see Poor Things with my family. Mm-hmm. I I would not go see the Iron Claw. Well, I saw it with my brother, so right. I kind of already did. The Boys in the Boat. I'm I'm glad I kind of saw it early because I was going to recommend that with my dad. I could have saw that movie with my dad over the break if I, if I it didn't know it was bad. Right. It's not bad. It's just not good. Anyone but you. I'm not. I'm not bringing my family <laughs> that one either. So I don't know. I don't know. Like the what's the obvious movie to see with your family over the break? Walk. It's just like not. Walker? No, we're seeing our families enough. Let's not do anything with our families. What are we no, talking about? You don't have to listen. I'm in. <laughs> let's do nurse, not have to twist my arm. <laughs> let's nurse our colds and 
Watch Maestro, Poor Things, American Fiction, and Fallen Leaves. That's what I'm going to do. And Anatomy of a Fall is on digital as well, yes. which uh, we can hopefully get to soon. But as always, dear listener, what matters most to us are your thoughts. What are you going to see over the holiday break? Will you see it with your family or not? And we want to know, obviously, uh, most importantly, what did you think of the Oscar shortlist? What are you most outraged by? What are you surprised to see? What are you happy and sad to see? Uh, what got snubbed to you? Let us know all of that, as well as any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire. As always, you can leave those with us on our social media as we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, uh, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you do hear podcasts and if you're listening to us on either the Apple Podcast or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you would mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Uh, Michael, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, tell the good people what's coming next. Let's have some words of wisdom to end on. Well, it's wise to avoid your family. Absolutely. Uh, just thoroughly just don't spend time with them eat the cookies Why drink the milk yourself get out of there get out of there man as soon as you can no i think uh i i want to wish you all a happy holiday season and certainly a merry christmas for to those who celebrate uh we have uh we have a lot of movies to watch right now so mm-hmm. let's enjoy those and you can get them everywhere pretty much on streaming on on VOD, on PVOD, and certainly in theaters. So go out there and support the business. It's very important. I'm probably going to go rewatch Poor Things pretty quick, and then I'm probably probably going to rewatch Maestro at home. Uh, if you guys want to hear my reviews on those, you can go back to New York Film Festival coverage episodes. And I think you and I may come back and do film studies on them. Like we don't know what we're doing next. Like we got to see the color purple. That's that was supposed to be on the schedule and. We got to see Maestro, or you got to see Maestro and Poor Things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we don't want to spew hatred at movies because we only hate the best here at Mike, Mike, and Oscar. But you guys don't want to listen to that for eighty minutes in a film study, do you? I don't know. Some people have said they do. Some people do. Like some, some people want us doing the yeah. old school critic thing and yeah. just destroying so. movies. Uh-huh. So I don't know what's the the right way to program anymore. I'm at a loss. And I am really, I have no idea how to predict what you will like and what you will not like. You are a total wild card right now, my friend. Total wild card. Good. No clue. Good. I like to keep people on their toes. I'm on my toes. <laughs> Guys, when reality sucks, you could stay on your toes with us. Uh, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. Happy holidays to you and your loved ones. We will see you all very soon. Humbug. Ha, 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 ha.